Hello everyone, welcome to the Christmas Tea Time History Chat Live. Uh, apologies for being a few minutes late. I hope you are all well wherever you are and uh, ready for the festive season, whatever you do for it. So this is the last show of 2023 because uh, I won't be back now till the 10th of January. Going to have a couple of weeks off, obviously, for Christmas with the family. So I thought today we'd have a little bit of fun and you are more than welcome to ask me uh, questions about history, about the tours, about who I've interviewed, where I've been, whatever it is you like, really. I am streaming live on Instagram, YouTube and Facebook. And um, you can support me. Hello, Manda from Chile. Hello, everyone joining on, on uh, Instagram. I can see you there. Please do pop a hello in the chat and let me know where you're joining from. It's always exciting to find out. Um, but yes, streaming live on Instagram, YouTube and Facebook. You can support me if you like uh, with badges on Instagram, with stars on Facebook, with super chats on uh, on YouTube. But the way I would love you to support me is to come over to my Patreon, which I know a lot of you have already done, patreon.com forward slash British history, because for £5 a month, I can give you loads more back. So, um, uh, yeah, so, okay, I will try and answer uh, questions as they come up. Um, feel free to, if you want, to put your name in your question if it's not obvious from your handle, just to help me out a little bit. Um, let me try and get them up a little bit easier on my Instagram. No, Instagram's not playing. Okay, let's see what we've got. Uh, first of all, hello, Melanie. Hello, Bobby. Hi, Emma. How you doing? Hi, Amandi all watching on YouTube. Um, and I also must uh, give a shout out to Kelly, who is my newest patron. Um, she uh, she joined this week. So um, good morning, Ali. If anyone wants to uh, join over Christmas or get someone else to buy it for you, go over to patreon.com forward slash um, British history. I was about to say Philip then. It's not. Uh, okay. So let's have a look at who uh, who we've got and what we've got coming in um McCoy do you have to pay to visit the castle which castle are you meaning I do pay to go in most of the places which is why um which is why your support on Patreon which why your badges and um just watching on YouTube helps a lot because of the advertising revenue that is uh that's how I pay to get in um Deborah good morning how are you doing hello Mel Good morning, Jeannie. Um, uh, who else have we got? Sorry if I miss you out, Michelle. Ooh, Sabzen Paris. Sabzen Paris? Uh, ooh, we've got two, actually, who are really similar. The questions here, Devra, um, hi, and a woman. Who is your favourite character in history and why? And um, Sabzen Paris has just asked who's my favourite historical person. Well, so actually, why have I picked that one to start with? That's really tough. Um, my favourite historical person. Um, obviously, Anne Boleyn is up there. I do tours on Anne Boleyn every year. Uh, in fact, I'm doing two tours on her next year. Um, the, the, the person who got me into history, maybe that would be the best way to answer this question. Um, because there are there are many many candidates who I could pick out for various different reasons, but the the person who is responsible for making me really 
interested in history is Elizabeth I. It's quite a, uh, she's quite a popular character, I think, for getting people into history. And the reason um, was, and I think this actually answers another question that I got from, um, from, who asked me this question? Uh, Emma asked me how my love for history developed, how it developed into a business. So I'll answer that second bit in a minute. Um, but I got into history through Elizabeth I. So I would say she is my favourite character. She's a, co and the reason is not, I'm not a fan in terms of, uh, you know, I think there's too much people feeling like they're on sides when you're looking at history. And that 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 will thwart your ability to learn from it, to enjoy it. Uh, we end up with camps and you end up with a bias. We've all got biases going into everything we do. But in history, if you are uh, fanning, if, if you're fangirling it for somebody, you're going to find yourself closed off to some of their more interesting aspects. Some of my favourite people uh, have, you know, they, everyone has different sides to them. Anyway, so Elizabeth I is a complex character. Uh, she uh, she made bad decisions. She made horrible decisions. She uh, she was stubborn, <laughs> but she was. Um, but she was a great monarch in terms of her impact, um, the 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 complexity of the landscape that she had to navigate, um, in terms of the political religious situation within and without the country. Um, so 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 I think Elizabeth has to be up there with my one of my with my favorite as my favorite character in history uh that's why and that's uh the reason why she and the she sorry that's how I got into history how I turned it into a business Emma asked this uh as a second as a sort of follow-on from that is um so I read about Elizabeth I expanded my reading on Elizabeth uh, backwards. So I was like, well, to understand Elizabeth, clearly you have to understand her, the story of her parents, Henry VIII and, and Anne Boleyn and how that all went down. You end up, so I ended up reading backwards. I ended up reading forwards, what came afterwards. I ended up reading to the side, you know, what was the context? And I'm still doing this, uh, not just in the Tudor period, not just about Elizabeth, but all all periods of history that I can really grab time and get my hands on um and um uh I wanted to go to places I still do this is this is this is one of my passions is uh going to the places I feel like you know the internet's fabulous it's great for getting information and seeing pictures but there is nothing like being in a place that where something happened, where Elizabeth I stood, where Anne Boleyn was executed, where um, the Romans built a fort. It's just like, you know, just it goes on and on and on. I wanted to see these places. So I would go and visit places and I would be all, this was before children, so I had time to read. And uh, I would be all clued up on sort of what I, what I knew went on there. Then I would have time to chat to the room um, attendants, always chat to the room attendants, wherever you go, and get more information. And then I would notice people just, they're just sort of walking through, meandering through, and I'm like, they don't know. They don't know that 
X, Y, and Z, whatever happened here. They can't do, otherwise they'd stay here and absorb it a bit longer. And that was the seeds of the idea to um, to create a business where I could take people who wanted to be as absorbed into history as I I was and want to be, um, uh, take them so that they're not going to miss a thing. They're going to know what happened in these places. And that expanded out into, it's quite tiring, actually. It's quite tiring doing all this traveling and absorbing yourself. So I will also provide really nice accommodation. I will sort out the food. I will sort out the transport. I will sort out the itinerary. And that way, you can literally absorb yourself in the history because everything else is looked after. And that's how British History Tours was born and all my online British history Patreon and my Facebook page and YouTube and, and Instagram um, all came out of uh, wanting to talk about history um, more often than just when I'm on tour. And of course, it means that if you want to come on tour with me, you've seen me week in, week out. You know, I'm a real person. You know, if you like me or not, you know, if you can stand to come on tour with me, you know, if I'm the kind of person you want to be around, if I'm the kind of person you trust. So that's 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 how it happened. So thank you very much for those questions. Um, okay, thank you, Becky. My trips are wonderfully done. She says thank you. So I will. Um, oh, Jeannie. Gina says um, my Patreon content is amazing. Thank you so much. Hello. Uh, oh, oh, I can't pronounce your what's Wizaja in Oklahoma. I'm so sorry if that is. Oh, Jackie, Jackie, you've put your name, as I asked, you put your name in the comments. I'm so sorry, in Oklahoma. Hello, Julie in Brazil. Um, top of the morning to you, Caroline. How are you doing? Uh, right, let me see. Who else is here? McCoy is in Pennsylvania. So I had some questions which people, oh, I've got some more coming in. Let me just see as well. I have some that people sent in a bit earlier. Um, oh, Historic Ali, thank you so much for asking. How are you feeling after your op? So I am, uh, where are we? So I'm six weeks on Friday. So in two days time, it will be six weeks since I had, um, so close your ears, anyone who's squeamish, maybe close your eyes uh, as well for the next few seconds. Um, but I had to have uh, a finger amputated, the top of my finger amputated after an accident. Um, and uh, so I am healing well. As you can see, I've, I've got myself a little ring to cover the offending digit. I am um, actually engaging a jeweler to make me a nice proper ring for this finger. So again, <laughs> any donations, gladly accepted. Um, and uh, she's a beautiful, uh, uh, she makes beautiful jewellery. Um, uh, uh, Theodora Gould, if you want to follow her. She lives near Glastonbury in Somerset. Anyway, so if you want to follow her on Instagram, I'm going to get a, a, her to make me a ring. It's probably going to be Tudor Rose themed and uh, and all sorts. So I'm quite looking forward to that. Obviously, we'd rather have not lost the finger. Um, it's a uh, uh, it's a very difficult thing to get your uh, head round. Uh, there are things I can't do now. There are things I can't do as easily. Um, so, um, Becky, I love how you don't hide the injury. Well, do you know what? It's there. And I use my hands. I use my hands all the time. I'm like, I'm one of these people who uses her hands to talk. So I think um, 
I, I think it's it's just going to be impossible for me to stop. So uh, there you go. So, but thank you very much, Historical Ali, for asking that question. Um, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Melissa says, highly recommend the tours. Truly an amazing experience. Thank you, Melissa. And we will be seeing you again, of course. Um, Deborah, do I have a favourite location to visit? I like... It depends if I'm going on my own or I'm taking people. I um, I like taking people to places that they probably haven't been before. So Melissa will be coming with me to some that I, she won't have been to before. Uh, in September, we're doing the rise of the Tudors. Um, and um, so there are places like, let me think. So if you were, if you were coming over and I said, go, go to these places, um, Harvington Hall has to be one. Harvington Hall is an Elizabeth, Elizabethan manor house. Again, follow them on, on uh, Instagram if you if you don't already. Moated Elizabethan manor house. Um, they do they do great events. But even just going to see the house, it is. Uh, I think it's got the most uh, number of preserved uh, priest hides in the country. So it really is um, in bricks and mortar if you like or wooden plaster the uh representation of what it was like to be a catholic family in um in elizabethan england so when there was the 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 queen's commissioners who would come out and try and fight you know hunt down priests hunt down people who were harboring priests um with with the terrible consequence of that. So anyway, Harvington Hall, I would say. Obviously, Hever Castle is just magical. I love taking um groups there. We stay there for the entirety of our Anne Boleyn tours. Um uh, and that is that's because we walk in and people are like, oh, wow, you know, we're in Anne Boleyn's home, but we we stay in the Aster Wing, which is where uh uh, uh the the Astor's built this entire wing to uh to to entertain their guests and the queen mother before she was queen mother uh was one person who stayed there in fact gareth russell who is my tour historian he comes on the tours with us it's fantastic and his book um on the queen mother do let's have another drink he found out in that book that it is at heaver castle so during a party, during a stay uh, in the Astor Wing, when the Queen Mother, before she was Queen Mother, uh, Elizabeth Bowes Lowen, agreed to marry George, uh, who was Duke of York at the time. So, um, yeah, so, so, so anyway, it's all very cool. So, uh, let me say Harvington Hall and Hever Castle, and I could go on for uh, literally, I could do the whole hour on uh, on those. Um, on that question on its own and I'll go I hurt myself by um my finger got trapped in a door so you know when your mother used to tell you don't play with doors well I wasn't playing with the door but that's why <laughs> um okay let's move on um who else we've got lovely to see everybody I hope everyone is um is good Linda said the tours are fabulous Mwah. of course um seen you a few times on tour uh renata in chicago hello victoria in texas catherine uh past society i hope you're okay i am getting there thank you very much and being here with you lot genuinely um generally does does help 
Um, I do apologize anyone who follows my newsletter. Typing has been a little bit of an issue, as you can imagine. So typing out a newsletter um, has, uh, that's gone by the wayside a little bit. I do intend to get a newsletter out before uh, Christmas. Linda, you, I, if you come back, I will take you there myself. Um, who else have we got? Okay, so um, where am I? Uh, so a woman. My love of history comes from studying it in part at uni, which leads to Irish history, then my Scots-Irish ancestors, indeed, which lead on to my um, interest in genealogy and genetic genealogy. Have I ever had my DNA tested and found any interesting historical ancestors oh my goodness um I I think I did put the video out I'll I'll um maybe I'll reinvigorate it I'll I'll, I'll, I'll put it out again when I took my DNA test because it was hilarious um it was a few years ago and I'm um so I grew up in a place called Stourbridge in uh the black country uh in so in the Midlands of England and um when my DNA test came back bearing in mind I know that my mother's family is from the Wirral which is near Liverpool and before that Wales and Scotland um my father's side of the family was um sort of very much Midlands but before that possibly London uh and and the southwest anyway it came back and it just said I was basically from where I had grew up <laughs> that, was, that was it <laughs> fully black country that was it this fully fully black country uh as the um thank you a woman as the um uh because I think with the DNA testing as more results come in you get more information I think that's the idea of it um but I so I was I was rooting for Viking. I was like, come on, I'm big boned. Where do these big bones come? I'm not tall, which I'd like to be. Uh, I'm very short. But where do the big bones come from? And so I was really rooting for some Viking ancestry. And it came in on the last update. And I have about 3% or something. Um, that's how I'm interpreting those results anyway. Um, uh, so, yeah, so that's funny. Okay, so let's have a look. What else have we got? Please feel free to pop in a question into the uh, into the uh, into the comments. Nathan Armin has asked me a very naughty question: Who killed the princes in the tower, and why was it Richard the <laughs> Third? If you want to know and you haven't seen already, my um, an Agatha says five foot eight. It's just my it's my tall personality in a five foot three body. Uh, yeah, so um, if anyone wants to know my reaction to the Philippa Langley documentary and her podcast, uh, I have done a couple of videos on that. Well, in fact, I did a video on, on the documentary and the podcast. And before that, I had actually, the week before, or a couple of weeks before, um, done a video about the previous research uh, findings, which had been published Year, about this time last year about John Evans and his tomb in uh Colebrook in Devon and so there's actually two videos about um 
my analysis of the stuff coming out about Princess in the Tower. Um, and although I haven't read the book, um, Catherine Brooks has my one of my collaborators on History After Dark. And uh, so I'm quite well informed about the book as well. Um, so uh, DLF asked if I could do a bookshelf tour. If everyone's interested, I can do a bookshelf tour. Not today because I'm not set up camera wise, but we can do a bookshelf tour if you like. That would be quite fun. Uh, Laurel Leaves and Laundry has says, what is my favourite tea and my favourite cup to put it in? Oh, I didn't bring my cup. So um, my favourite tea is probably just an English breakfast tea, although I did, uh, I do love a nettle tea. If I'm going down the healthy route, a nettle tea is good at night at night. And my favourite cup I have um, at Christmas, I have a Kath Kidston Santa mug. And at um, and at uh, the rest of the time, I have a, uh, I love bees. As you can tell, I've got a little bee on my, bees will probably, uh, bees will probably feature in the new ring that I'm going to get for my thing. My daughter calls it, by the way, a thing, because it's not a full finger. Um, yeah, so bees, uh, I've got a mug with a bee on it, basically. So that's my, one of my favourites. Um so what else have we got um i apologize if i've missed any please feel free if i have missed your comment to pop it in again history uk and ireland nice to meet you too welcome 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 so this is my last show for 2023 i will be back on the 10th of january which sounds like a long long time ago but that is actually two weeks off uh susan thank you because speech does tech software yeah the problem is i think while I type so I'm finding it difficult um to do the text to speech because I sort of correcting myself while I'm typing typing gives me that uh a slight delay to think but yeah I'm gonna have to have to adapt um I, ca I can type it's just obviously not quite as well as I used to um oh Caroline bless you who's my favorite poet from the 15th to the 18th centuries I'm 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 I don't know <laughs> I'm not a massive poetry fan um but um I like it when someone reads it to me and I like it when someone explains it to me but actually I don't go to it maybe it's because I I would like to actually but uh yes oh thank you so much um history tour <clears throat> excuse me history UK and Ireland uh bought me a badge on Instagram thank you ever so much really really appreciate it um and to get your assistant to do your typing yeah unfortunately my assistant's Catherine and she lives two and a half hours away so she's great she deals with like my emails and everything so she's she, she's helping a lot um Pamela ever traveled to America if so uh if anything did I enjoy I have been to America I've been one two three four five times I um I went to so Florida twice. Sorry, I did the whole Disney Universal uh, thing. Loved it. I was 11 and 13, I think, when I came back. I then came back for a school. Um, yes, Dr. Cat did do a bookshelf tour. Yeah, I don't want to copy, but if anyone wants to see my books, I'm perfectly happy to do one. Um, uh, I went to Chicago. I did the uh, arch um and I played in the Cardinals uh 
stadium. So I was in a wind band. I played clarinet and saxophone, or I used to. And um, yeah, that's 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 more difficult than typing, most definitely now. Um, find a way. I'll find a way. Um, so yeah, and then and then I've been to New York twice. So I have a lot of America. Clearly, I mean England is somewhere that you can never get to everywhere of. So I would like to go to some other places in America, most definitely. Um, to be fair, I've had quite a few invites as well, so I really should take them up one day. Uh, I saw somewhere somebody asked about how I met Kat and Catherine. Where did I see that? Apologies, someone um, who's asked me that. I can't. Oh, here we are, Amanda. How did I meet Catherine and Kat? So Catherine, um, if you, do you want the true story. <laughs> so Catherine, I actually met through um, uh, some joint friends and I met her and I knew her, of her for years before I knew her. And then she posted something on Facebook that made me so annoyed that I got in touch with her. <laughs> <laughs> to sort of not have a de- like not have a debate just to have a chat because it really like I was like oh, gosh she doesn't know like like the other side of that story I can't remember what it was but anyway that's how we and we got really friendly and then in the that was the beginning of the uh lockdown and COVID and everything and then during that we began we decided to begin something I'd had this idea for doing another t- type of program called uh, Brutal History and it was going to be a no holds barred uh, chat about history. Don't have to worry too much about how you put it, what you say, as long as it's factual and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And in the, while we we're setting that up, in the meantime, we met Dr. Cat through doing a clubhouse room. And, um, and from that, we thought, meh. Dr. Cat seems like a person who might like a little bit of brutal history. And that is how History After Dark started. So that's been going. We, we probably should find out when our anniversary is, actually. It must be about three years now. Um, and talking about that, History After Dark tonight, 8.15, uh, Christmas shenanigans. One of the things we're going to be doing is reacting. I haven't seen the comments on our TikTok page for a video we did, which was very British in its humour. It was tongue in cheek and people just didn't get it. Um, We were in Stony Stratford, which is where Richard III uh, rescued or abducted, depending on which side you're on, the the boys who became known as the princes in the tower. We did a bit of a video and and lots of people just didn't get that it was supposed to be funny. Anyway, so we're going to do a reaction to the comments that have come in um, from that video, which will be fun. Um, Miss Pink Sparklefly, nice handle. What are your thoughts on Catherine of Aragon? Would you consider doing a Catherine of Aragon tour? That would be so fascinating. I am fascinated, actually, by Catherine of Aragon. I've done a, a video about her on YouTube, actually, if you'd like to check that out. Um, her background is fascinating. Obviously, her parents, the Catholic kings, are fascinating. Her siblings, um, you know, she's from the most powerful family in Europe. Um, she's married to Henry for over twenty years, and yeah, I would, I would like to get into her, 
uh, I would like to have time, I suppose, to get into her story more because there's certain things um, that appear to not make sense, really, um, especially towards the end of her life. She knows she can't give Henry a son. She knows that by being, um, by not sort of, um, uh, by not giving in, well, there's a better way of putting in that, but to Henry um, and his his new ideas of, uh, you know, um, absolving their marriage and uh, etc. By by not, he, she knows, she must know that she's putting Mary in danger. She stubbornly does that despite the fact that she is barred from seeing Mary. So Mary effectively loses both her parents in, in any sort of loving way. Um, and that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. If you think about it, we are happy to say that Catherine was great. Catherine of Aragon was great for sticking to her guns. Equally, we're happy to say that Anne of Cleves was great because she played the game so well. So which are we which actually was the better way of of dealing with Henry? And anyway, so Catherine is fascinating. Would I consider doing a tour? I would consider doing a tour on anything that people enough people find interesting because my tours are for you to immerse yourself in history to um you know to go to places to 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 put yourself in those in those places to listen to speakers who are incredibly knowledgeable and engaging um so if i have enough people i mean my tours are small i keep them to 20 um because i believe that is the best way for you to access the places and the speakers and also, it's a good number for people making friends and a really good dynamic. I noticed someone's copied exactly uh, how I set my tours up, but please be aware. Um, so, yeah, if there's enough people who are interested in any topic, I, I, I'm actually looking to move out of the Tudors as well, uh, you know, to start to offer more um, more tours. And those some of those will be outside of the Tudor era because I have lots of other interests and, and places I would love to take you to absolutely love to take you to um okay what else have we got um oh Instagram's having a bit of a apologies Instagram my uh signal went a little bit then how many medieval dresses do I have I don't actually own any believe it or not I get dressed up people dress me up but I don't own any uh, any of any of them myself. Ali, I know Clubhouse, um, Clubhouse. Oh, thank you. kept kept us all going with the amazing content. It was fun. I'm very glad we've managed to weave it into something that is is ongoing. Um, um, William the First, the Conqueror, was crowned on Christmas Day, 1066. And Argo, yes, he was, and it was a very, um, oof very uh it's kind of interesting who <laughs> farcical coronation uh becky am i still working on a viking age tour i will be working on a viking age tour yes 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 anglo-saxons vikings um are a that kind of the, the pre-conquest period is a big interest of mine and i would love 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 to do a tour on those um uh, Susan, Anne had no children to worry about, back to Anne of Cleves and Catherine of Oregon. She didn't, and yet Catherine did, and she still took the route that she did. So 
I'm not judging. I'm just saying that's interesting. Um, Becky, did I ever go to Ren Fairs? No, I haven't. Um, doo -doo -doo, who else have we got? Let me just have a look what we've got coming through on Instagram. Excuse if I have missed your question, please feel free uh, to put it in again. I won't be offended. Um, Claire, in my next life, I will be a college history professor and summer term will be following Elena of Aquitaine's life around Europe. That would be that would be excellent as well. That would be so fun. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I do get so, so, yeah, I don't own dresses, but I, I have access to dresses. Um, Samantha Reese it, it dresses me in hers whenever she can get the chance. I love it. I love it. Um, what else have we got? So Amy, uh, asks, do I have a favorite Tudor queen? You can put which, what's your favorite Tudor queen in the, in the comments. It's interesting how we, uh, go for a favorite. I think we go for a favorite because there's six. I think we, I think, um, as soon as you've got multiple in this case, wives, we begin comparing, you know, who was Henry's favorite? Who did he love the most? Who was the cleverest? Who played him the best? Who, um, yeah, who, who, who was the most beautiful? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's human nature. We want to start comparing. Um, I, so, but, but saying that, who would be my favorite? I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm always finding out about Anne Boleyn. And actually, I was going to mention, <clears throat> I haven't got it with me, most upstairs, uh, the, the Tracy Borman's book, Anne Boleyn and Elizabeth I, I'm reading because it's the next book in our book club. So if you're in Patreon, our next book club, <clears throat> excuse me, is the 14th of January, talking about Tracy Borman's book, Anne Boleyn and Elizabeth I. If you're not a member of Patreon and you'd like to discuss the book, just hop in. You're more than welcome. We would absolutely love to have you there. Um, uh, there's, there's things in there that, um, are not, well, no, I suppose they are new to me. Um, it's all the way Tracy's presented them. It's made me, um, think maybe a little bit differently, maybe consider Anne a little bit differently. Um, so we've already spoken about Catherine of Aragon, Anne Boleyn, still always stuff to think uh, to to learn about her but I suppose uh, Catherine um, Howard Gareth Gareth Russell's book on Catherine Howard is a must read um, Jane Seymour I would say I probably like the least so I can, I can do that one for you I think the idea that she was meek mild and had no autonomy in the uh, in in the decision for Henry to marry her so soon after Anne Boleyn is murdered, uh, executed, excuse me. Ooh, slip of the tongue. Um, yeah, but so I, I think I like her the least. Anne of Cleves, I am very intrigued by, um, and not because of her relationship with Henry, actually. That's probably the bit that, that, interests me the least about Anne of Cleves I'm really interested to know what kind of person she was and how she lived afterwards because the little snippets of um information that that you get 
make her sound like she was ever so much fun. So um, I, I, I would like to know more about Anna Cleave. So maybe from that point of view, I could say she was um, was a favourite. Um, who else have we got? Um, Anaga. No, I don't have a pity women of medieval times. That sounds an interesting book. I have so many books to read. Oh, I, 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 I really need to get through them much, much faster. Um, Manda, how much of a nightmare are the logistics of setting up new tours? It is a massive job. It's a massive job, the logistics. I am fascinated by logistics, actually. So <laughs> I watched the F1. Some of you have been following me for a long time. will know that I love uh, Formula One racing. And I love the racing. But I also am um, fascinating when, when you see them all packing up at the end. And you know that they've got to get all of that stuff to a different country and everything has to be in the correct place and there has to be the correct number of them or it has to be being ordered so that it gets there anyway I find logistics very interesting but yeah it's it's a massive job to make sure um that everything is is timed perfectly and um maybe 18 months 12 months in advance so um if, talk about that the 2024 uh tours are we have a couple of spaces left in the may amberlin that's the 16th till the 20th of may and berlin tour someone unfortunately has had to cancel um and we have uh three spaces left on the rise of the tudors which is next september i will be announcing the 2025 calendar in the spring i can't do it yet because we have some back office regulatory blah blah stuff to set up before uh, i can do that but i will be doing that and we're looking at some well in fact also I've got a research visit to do in January up north to do before I can put um, one of the tours together so um yeah there's a lot there's a lot I do enjoy it though I very much enjoy seeing it come off at the, at the when we're taking people on tours it's very satisfying um when it all comes together nicely um uh costasia thank you season's greetings from cyprus costas thank you very much um fabulous mimi the stewards yeah well well the stewards will um will be featuring of course in march we have our online history festival and we're doing the stewards again if you missed the first stewards online history festival which was last autumn to last year yeah that's right. Last year, um, you can you can actually buy the talk bundle as an extra to the ticket for the Stuarts Online History Festival, which is coming up in March. You'll see it; it's an added extra. Um, that is a slightly cheaper way of buying it, but if you want to do that, or you can buy them on their own at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Philippa, which is another way of getting those talks. But anyway, Stuarts in terms of a tour. Watch this space. Watch this space. Um, uh, Leon books, not very big and easy to read. Okay, Susan, thank you very much. I've not heard of those. Um, uh, who else have we got? Sorry. But honestly, feel free to answer your, ask your question again if I, um, if I don't 
uh, if I don't manage to answer it. So Anago asks, do you have any knowledge of the German abbess and composer Hilgard von Bengen? Well, Hilgard, sort of, yes, um, ish. <laughs> she's she's in, obviously, Anglo-Saxon. Uh, oh, no, this is 1098. That's different, Hilgard. No, then. No, I don't. I'm thinking of Abbas Hilgard, um, who is much earlier than 1066. So, no. Um, there is Julian of Norwich is somebody, if you like, um, maybe, maybe Julian of Norwich would be somebody to read upon as well that I think you would probably like. Um, now, I did have some more questions. Let me just see if I can find them. And one was about ghosts. So let me see if I can find the question that I got about ghosts. Um, okay. Right. Author JP Dumas, Dumas asks, have I ever seen a ghost at any of my locations? No. I haven't. Um, other people um, have, maybe. I mean, I've been to, so if you think about some of the most haunted places or places that are supposed to be the most haunted, like the, um, the haunted gallery at Hampton Court, so-called haunted gallery at Hampton Court Palace, um i i haven't felt a thing i think i i think i'm too busy when i'm there i'm just like i haven't got time for ghosts <laughs> um uh i need to sleep i need to you know when i'm when i'm at heaver heaver maybe has a ghost um and other people have felt things um even even if he admits it gareth felt something in the haunted gallery at hampton court palace um tutbury castle is another place that um has definitely a energy um i didn't pick up on it so much as catherine picked up upon it a lot thornbury castle is also another one um but have i no i haven't seen any ghosts oh the other place is harvington hall um Harvington Hall and I've been there on my own um um but that's more uh, a ghost that apparently moves the furniture around in the chapel at the top so Phil Downing who's the manager will be sat in his office and he'll be like ghost mo moving the furniture again <laughs> it's really quite annoying if you've had it all set up um and that's yeah that's what you're gonna do uh right the last question I've got um and after this, if you've got another one, feel free to answer it. Otherwise, I will uh, wrap up and tell you what is happening um, tonight on History After Dark. Uh, Ali uh, asks, what are my thoughts on Jaquetta and Elizabeth Woodville? Well, Jaquetta, I did a... Oh, so this might have been for History After Dark. We covered Elizabeth Woodville. Um, and... Um, she's fascinating because of her her lineage as well and of course you've got the 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 witchcraft style um uh accusations but i i'm interested actually in just getting generally into the into the witchcraft element because there's such a crossover with medicine um and what we would now maybe call spirituality um being sort of in line with nature with all sorts of things that 
the the idea of oh, like spells and things like that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Elizabeth Woodville, uh, so her daughter is Jacqueta of Luxembourg. Her daughter was Elizabeth Woodville, who married Edward the Fourth. Um, she, I think, I don't. I, I again, this is not somebody that I have done a lot and lot of research in. So this is just conjecture in my opinion. Um, she seems to that she. I, I don't think she has, again, as much agency as she's maybe given. Um, the Certainly the story about how her and Edward met and how she, um, in quotes, persuaded him to marry her seems to be a, a legend, not a real story. He probably had met her quite a few times at court. She was petitioning for her lands back, all the lands for her sons back. Her uh, first husband had been um, on the... Uh, uh, Lancastrian losing Lancastrian side at Towton and be killed at Towton. She'd the, the the lands were forfeit, and she um, anyway. So she had two sons who had who had no inheritance. So she was petitioning for those back. So she was certainly strong. Um, when it came to it, I don't know. Piers, she sort of lost out to Margaret Beaufort in the uh, in the mother-in-law sort of grandmother stakes. I don't know. Um, Linda says, can we add Heather Darcy's book on Anne of Cleves to book club? Well, so we have a full uh, list for books for 2024, but we can certainly put it forward as a um, as a candidate for the next year. In the meantime, if you want to listen, and I'm sorry, Anne, uh, Heather does have birds and they do appear in the interview I did with her but if you can manage to get through it it's a very very good interview with Heather Darcy about Anne of Cleves and her research and um, uh, her findings about actually why was that marriage uh, annulled it's very interesting it's a definitely a different perspective um, you can find that on YouTube and on the podcast, but go head over to YouTube is probably the safest place. I definitely know that that is still there. Um, Miss Pink Sparkfly, what is my favourite historical place to take children to? Amanda like the birds. Cool. <laughs> um, okay, so my children are much older now. Uh, they're 15 and 18. I used to like taking them anywhere my daughter was allowed to run around. So Roman ruins were brilliant. Um, so somewhere like um, somewhere like Hadrian's Wall, um, Kenilworth Castle is fantastic. Um, anywhere where they can be children, I would say. Um, and there is. Um, there's lots of places with interactive things like Bletchley Park has lots of uh, co like mathematical problems on screens. There's a sort of screens projected onto tables that, pe that kids can, to be fair, adults can have a go as well. I was rubbish. Um, but yeah, so, um, so those, those are some really great places anywhere that kids can run around and be themselves. Hadrian's wall was great. And they used to put on, um, uh, things for the kids I remember my daughter being in a full sort of centurion uh, outfit and and charging at somebody it was it was very fun uh and yeah places like Bletchley Park is great 
for in terms of sort of museum style stuff london's got some great museums for kids um i like taking them to outdoor places where they could run around because that was what my daughter liked doing the most <laughs> um so yeah so okay i think questions have dried up now so thank you so much to everyone who has um has asked me things um that's been really fun i really enjoy doing that um so this evening i'm back at 8 15 with history after dark uh with the girls dr cat and Catherine brooks we are like i said we've got christmas shenanigans we're just having really a, a bit of a general chat but we will be doing a reaction to the comments that we've had in on our video from stony stratford please join us for that uh, i think that will be fun um i'm back for tea time history chat live so this show on wednesday the 10th of january at three o'clock um and um also book club will be that week the 14th of january that's a sunday all book clubs are on a sunday they happen around about every eight weeks uh seven o'clock uk time to try and fit in as many time zones as we possibly can we're discussing anne boleyn and elizabeth the first by tracy borman i would love you to be there if you're not a member of my patreon already please do consider it it's five pounds a month you can cancel at any time but it is a great place. It means I give a lot back. Book Club is just one of those things. Uh, at the moment, you've got exclusive access and actually do always have exclusive access to extended interviews. And the one out there at the moment is uh, Sex in Tudor, England with Leslie Smith. And actually that ties in very well with what we were talking about earlier with Jaquetta of Luxembourg and witchcraft and um, medicine and, and all these kind of things. Um, are in that interview with Leslie Smith. She's she's brilliant. She's an expert on women's health in the late uh, 16th century. Um, so you, if you join my Patreon, you have access to that now. You um, can ask questions of people I'm interviewing. So I'm currently asking for questions from for Ilary Lynn, who is an expert in Tudor court fashion and fabrics. Um, she did a talk at the Tudors Online History Festival, which was we had a few weeks ago. Uh, fascinating. She's also got a book on Tudor history, which I would thoroughly recommend. I did buy it myself. Um, and yes, so so those are the things going on in Patreon at the moment. And like I say, the Anne Boleyn and Elizabeth I book is making me reevaluate my thoughts on Anne a little. So I am really, really looking forward to that discussion with everybody else. So um, that's probably about it. If you're not already uh, subscribed to my Substack, then um, please do. I will be sending out a newsletter before uh, before we get to the end of the year. I will try, like I say, typing with this um, uh, hand now is a little bit difficult. Um, but it's if you follow the link in my bio, um, you will find my Substack. It's Substack. No, I don't want to guess. I'm gonna if I guess I'll get it wrong. But please do um please do come along and and sign up for that. If you are a paid member of my Substack, you also get the podcast version of these interviews early. You get them a week early. So just mention that. And when I write a blog, uh, a paid for blog, well, actually all my blogs are either in Patreon or paid for Substack. Either way, anyway, you can just join my Substack for free uh, and get the normal newsletter. So I will see some of you later on, 8.15 on History After Dark. 
for those of you who I who aren't coming to History After Dark, I hope to see you uh, on the 10th of January when we're all back. I wish you a wonderful Christmas and New Year um, and all the health and happiness that is possible. Um, yeah, uh, there's plenty of videos on my YouTube uh, to have a look at if you are uh, in need of a break over Christmas from On For Meal or whatever. Then, uh, then, then, please check them out. All right, everybody, take care, um, and I'll see you really soon. Okay, bye.